Hello and welcome to another episode of the Heart of Flesh podcast. This is Jackson Hankey. Once again, I'm joined by my friend James Kayser. What up? And we are going through a series on the spiritual disciplines. Um, our last episode, if you've listened to that one already, if not, we encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, but our last episode was just about the importance and necessity of the Word of God in the life of a Christian. Um, we went through a lot of just the, s- some theology about the Word of God and how God uses the Word as a means of grace in the lives of His people. Um, and in this episode, what we really want to do is talk about just practically what that looks like in our lives, right? Um, now, one thing that is, is definitely true, um, and we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but the the reason there, there's a reason that these things are called spiritual disciplines yeah. because they take a lot of a lot of discipline and, and they do take time and effort. Um, but the need for us is to see the value in these things, which the Bible does hold up to us. Um, but with that, even you know, sometimes we can look at uh, we can look at these things as rather daunting tasks. Um, especially we can we can look at the Bible and the Bible it has a a ton of content and it is it is very long and it takes. Uh, time and effort for us to understand it and study it um, but part of this is that one we want to we want to get across a few things um, that, that it's va- that it's valuable that it's worth it also the, the also most that valuable. It, yeah it's the <laughs> most valuable uh, you know Psalm 19 says that the word of God is more valuable than than fine gold yeah. than much fine gold um, we do believe that we've also experienced that in our lives um, but also like a couple things we just want to get a- across with this too is you know, this this is something that it, it's a it's a lifelong endeavor, mm-hmm. um, and it's a lifelong commitment, and it's not something that we should do in isolation either. Uh, this is something that can be done in community, something that this should be done in community, something that we can have much help with. And it's all for the purpose of growing in our love and devotion to Christ, which in turn is then going to lead to godliness. Yep, amen. Well, um, as I was preparing this episode, or as we were, I, we were thinking about a few things. Um, we know that this is a daunting task, but we def- we do want to put that in a little bit of perspective. Um, so we looked up some statistics just about phone usage and stuff like that, and I think this will this will put into perspective uh, really what what we value and 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 hopefully it'll help you see that that the Bible is an accomplishable task yep. to to read and study. Um, so one thing I did is, you know, the the Bible as a book, it takes approximately sixty five to seventy hours to read it from from cover to cover right now now that is lengthy but there's something that i i want to point out here um i i read a study on phone usage in the last year and this is just fascinating but if the average american teenager were to exchange the amount of time that they spend on their phone per day with time that they would spend reading the bible they could read and finish the entire bible in less than nine days. Now that is unheard of. Yeah, James, have you ever heard of somebody that's read the Bible <laughs> in that short of a time? No, I'm pretty sure R.C. Sproul was like two weeks, but that is just like so jaw dropping. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, just just to exchange the amount of time that the ama- average American teenager spends on their phone for time reading the Bible, you could read the entire Bible in less than ten days. Now that says a few things. One, the Bible is probably more manageable than we think. Yeah. Two, 
we have a real problem with with phone usage. That is, it's, I think it's something like a little over eight hours a day. Yeah, it's almost like eight and a half hours a day. Which is now, remarkable. if you're not a teenager and you're thinking, well, that's just their problem, mm-hmm. the average American, if they exchanged their time on social media for Bible reading, would finish the Bible in less than one month. Yep. So if the the average American spends <coughs> as much time on Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever it is, yeah. in one month that it would take to read the entire Bible. So the time is there. And hopefully if you listen to the podcast about redeeming our phones, you have all this free time now because you're just so great at your phone habits. And you're like, what do I do with this? Now you're here for this podcast. And we're going to get into just how do we intake the word of God? How do we consume it? We can see how these how these podcasts are building on each other. Yes. That's excellent. We try. (laughs) Okay, so hopefully that hopefully that just helps you get a little bit of a perspective. I remember when I read that for the first time, actually, I think I just kind of calculated it, but I was just shocked. Like that is amazing. And I was like, what are you kidding me? Yeah, that is amazing. Well, so we want to talk about what this looks like. Um, Like we said, even going into this, this is about devotion and love for Christ and, and a godly life that glorifies him. And it's a discipline. First Timothy 4, 7, train yourself for godliness. It's not going to be easy. Yep. A couple other things that we want to just highlight throughout this. Um, hopefully that makes it a little less overwhelming. This is meant, these are meant to be lifelong commitments. Um, it's, it's not supposed to happen over a, a <coughs> extremely short period of time. You know, in our culture, we very much value what is, uh, quick and immediate yeah. kind of the idea of instant gratification. Um, in this case, we're playing the long game. We're playing the long game. <laughs> yep. Another thing, always these things should be done in community. Um, God has given the church for, for purposes. Um, he's given godly people in our lives for, for great purposes. Um, and that is to help us in these things, to build us up, um, that we can do them together. So in the last episode, we mentioned briefly, um, but, but we use this term Bible intake. Uh, and the reason that we did that is because it's not as simple as just reading your Bible. Um, there, there are some other aspects of this that we want to highlight. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to try to basically summarize everything under kind of three categories or headings. So first, we're going to talk about hearing the word. Um, and then we're going to talk about reading the word for ourselves. And then we're going to talk about studying the word. And we'll get into some of the nuances of, of that. But we're going to start with hearing the word. So, James, do you want to get us started? Well, just you said it last podcast, but Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. We need to be hearing the word of God preached and taught to us. And so the the main context in, in which that happens is the local church and your Sunday service of, of hearing the word preached from your pastor, singing about the word of God, praying the word of God and consuming it and hearing it. And not only in the local church context, but also outside of that in podcasts, in books, um, and people that are much smarter than Jackson and I keep listening to podcasts, yeah. but no, there's some maybe better ones. <laughs> there's other good ones out there. Lots, lots more, um, that are rich in Bible content. Mm-hmm. And I think all too often we're consuming things that are not feeding and life giving for our soul. Yeah. So just to, uh, just to round that out a little bit, number one, just, just, and we're, we want to get into some practical applications, but number one is going to be being part of a uh, Bible preaching and gospel preaching church. Yeah. 
being underneath the ministry of uh, of men who are called by God to preach and study and lead God's people. Yeah, that that is going to be the first and foremost thing. You know, you see that so often in the pastoral epistles where Paul writes to Timothy and Titus, but he writes to Timothy and and says, "What, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses." Uh, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Mm-hmm. So it's just this idea of um, trustworthy men called to ministry, empowered by the Spirit of God to teach and lead God's people. Yeah, and that a, a, in local churches, and that is the primary way in which uh, the church has grown and sanctified and spread throughout the world. And I want to say this in a gentle and humble way, but a lot of the churches in America today are not preaching the word of God faithfully. It's much more about bringing people in, attracting people, giving what itching ears want to hear mm-hmm. and not the word of God, which is convicting is hard, but it's life giving. And so if you're in a local church that the Bible is not being opened and exposited and just, just a one off tangent, our churches should be preaching the word of God, expository preaching, which just means they go through books of the Bible. And there is a time and a place for what's called topical preaching and going through uh, one-off sermons about prayer or specific things. But if you're in a church that exclusively does topical preaching and the topic, which I heard the other day from a church in North Dakota was on eighties movies you're in a church yeah. that's not preaching the word of God. Yeah. And it, that's an extreme example, but it is. Yep. But there, it, there's just a danger. Um, there's a danger in our churches to not preach from God. Uh, and, and, you know, there can be all sorts of motivations. There are, there are many things in the Bible that just frankly, we don't like to hear yeah. and that are not flattering to us. Um, but we'll, <laughs> nevertheless, like we need to hear from God about what is true, yeah. not just what we want to hear. So, the encouragement there is to to find a church and or a pastor uh, whose main concern is not trying to trying to bring look cool or to please please people or just people to bring in people the in the door, yeah. um, but to preach faithfully the word of God. Yes, that that is just very very central. Um, so that that's going to be number one is to attend a, a Bible preaching church to hear the word. Yeah, to hear the word. Um, another one, you know, and this is just on top of that, but uh, you know consuming bible-based content you know there, we we are so fortunate to have so much access to uh preachers um in america or to to to, to bible teachers uh, who are faithful we i mean we we have so much access to be able to lis- listen to these things yeah and this is where using our phone as a tool now to consume the bible from preachers great preachers and expositors from podcasts sermons do not be getting your theology from TikTok, please. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. better avenues. Yeah, and even just maybe this is a practical thing too, but um, I feel like I see this so often. Uh, but again, in the pastoral epistles, you know, the, the letters to Timothy and Titus, you see this emphasis on like, do not be led astray into vain discussions or speculations or things like this. Now, there is a... I just see this all the time in the church um, and from people, but there is such a desire to jump into those things, which are very speculatory. Um, there's such a desire for people to, uh, to speculate about things like when is Christ coming back? What are the things going on in the world? Um, all this sort of stuff. 
the main message of the scriptures is the gospel mm-hmm. and that's what we should be studying the main message in the scriptures is is about how one we are sinful and two how christ has come in order to accomplish our salvation now that is that is the things most of all that we should be studying and thinking about and also sharing with people so when, when you even even when you think about bible-based content if you're listening to someone and all they talk about is how america is the new israel or <laughs> how russia is something in revelation gog and magog gog and magog <laughs> just yeah e- even the even the bible-based content that you listen to it should be gospel centered mm-hmm. um it should be focusing on the main things now we love just in our in our, as human beings we love speculation um and we love conspiracy we love all of these things, but an encouragement here is just to focus on on the main things. You know, we do not have to know everything, but we do need to know the gospel. Yeah. We do need to know that. And so just, just to hit on that point, uh, looking down at our, our notes here, like we're not just consuming these things for the sake of information or trying to learn more um, or try to know all the exact nuances of certain things, but we're consuming and we're hearing the word of God for transformation. Mm-hmm. We want to grow in our devotion and love for Christ, which and then will turn into growth and godliness and Christ likeness. And so when we go to the church service or even when you're listening to a podcast, it's for the sake of, of worship, really. We want to go to the church service. I'm going to hear from God today. And in response to the word preached and, and singing songs of praise, it's going to roll back up into worship. And we hope that happens when you listen to podcasts and sermons and are hearing the word preached elsewhere as well. Yeah. So maybe just a, a few more practical things before we move on to the next one. But um, and, you know, when, when we give some of these practical things, it may be different for everybody. Um, but one thing that yeah, yeah, it's I know not a cookie cutter. Yeah. One thing I know I like to do when I, when I go to church on Sunday I, I definitely like, I think it's good for me to take notes on the sermon. One, it helps, it just helps me remember it, which is a problem that we have so often when we go to church, we, we forget, you know, by Sunday night, what we heard that morning. Mm-hmm. So even just growing and how to actually be an attentive and active listener in church is extremely important. But one way that I found that's just helpful for me is to, to take notes. Um, that way I can look back on it. Also, uh, another good way is just, like maybe make a make a point on Sundays or later in the week to talk to somebody in your church about the sermon and about what it was, about what was said. Uh, and maybe it's just your family members, your spouse, your, your children, whoever it may be, uh, friends. But maybe just take time to actually talk about what the pastor said in the sermon mm-hmm. and, and talk about, okay, here's an area in where my life, in my life, where I think that this truth from the Bible, which was explained today, can be applied seeking not just to not just to understand the information but also to be transformed by that information yep james is there anything you want to you want to add to that Well, we could go all day about that of just like our ability to listen meditating on the word preached and just understanding that it's going to have to be a habit or a characteristic that is developed we aren't very good listeners um due to our human nature and just the society we, we live in, it's hard for us to focus for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to take time to grow in, in this um, ability to listen and to meditate on hearing the word of God. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have one more thing that just popped to my mind that I'm going to add, actually. Also, I forgot to start the timer, so... Oh, if we go long, <laughs> it's your fault, James. <laughs> I just started. to go long. Um, okay, so one other thing that, that I've started doing a lot lately, which, I've been, which I, I think has been really helpful. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, our church preaches expositionally, um, which means that you know we're, we're in a book of the Bible, and we're just preaching through it chapter by chapter, verse by verse, right? So generally... Uh, I know what the sermon, what the text of the sermon is going to be before I go there. So one thing that I've, I've liked to do now is I like to actually read that text beforehand mm -hmm. and think about it um, and meditate on it a bit, even before going to the service. And then, yeah, that I find that really helpful for me. Uh, another thing too, um, you know, one of the best parts of our church is that we have community groups where we, we talk about the sermons as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just like repetition and like thinking about these things um on your own and, and in community is just going to help so much to reinforce those truths that you're hearing and so that you actually so you don't you don't just leave church on sunday and you you essentially take away nothing because you aren't able to retain the information that you've heard yeah you know what i mean we want to be able to retain that information yeah uh, but, so but also, so that so that it can lead to transformation yeah but also not just going to church with the attitude of being purely a consumer we're going to church mainly to worship god with his people god promises to be present there and we're there singing songs not to um, just one another which that's part of it to encourage the body but mainly to god mm -hmm. and during the sermon your your heart should be focused on god and not just learning but focusing on who he is what the scripture is telling me about god and that like i said in the last podcast it all starts with the true understanding of God. And the more we look at him, the more we see his glory, his majesty, his righteousness, his justice, his love, his mercy, the the more it's going to roll back up to praise and devotion. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean at this time, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we'll move <laughs> on to the next one, okay? I, I remember um, listening to John Piper just talk about Sunday morning worship, and he said something that was pretty convicting. Um, and this is just, you know, attentiveness, go, w going to church. Uh -huh. He talked about how so often we have this idea that <clears throat> like Saturday night is this fun night and we should like stay up, you know, people stay up super late. But he talked about actually like the importance of getting a good night's sleep leading into Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Because if we do believe that, that worship on Sunday morning is the most important part of our week, it is. then we should treat it as such. You know what I mean? And, that, you know, I know that's I, I was pretty convicted by that um, thinking about it, but. I think there is some truth to that. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into the spiritual discipline of of Sabbath, attending church. Yeah. We're going to get there. Yeah, that's so. true. Uh, okay. Let's go to the next one. Um, so we talked about hearing the word, uh, preaching, podcasts, um, stuff like that. Uh, now we're going to talk about reading the word. So that's going to be the second one. Okay. So not only just to hear the word preached publicly, um, but actually to read and study that word yourself is extremely important so practical tips some things that i've found very helpful and james you can feel free to add in yeah. um one especially if you're if you're a little bit newer if if the bible can sometimes be confusing that is okay uh one one practical tip buy a study bible yep buy, buy a, a thorough and detailed study bible yeah esv study bible is a great one yep uh, and niv life application bible that's another good one um but yeah i would just I, I would Reformation really study Bible. Yeah. Or reform. Yeah. <laughs> That's another good one. I would really encourage you to do that. Um, 
I will tell you when I read the Bible and, and on my own, most of the time I'm reading from a study Bible and I just find it to be very helpful for me. So sometimes when I, when I go places, I have, you know, I bring a little bit smaller Bible with me just to make it easy. But, um, a study Bible can just be a huge, huge tool and an amazing gift of God. Those have not existed in the church, uh, for all of the church's history. Yeah. So that is a huge, huge blessing. And well, gift. even just, yeah, recognizing the day and age we live in and being grateful for the word of God. I was even reading in voice of the martyrs the other night with my wife. And this is a ministry that aids persecuted Christians across the world. Voice of the martyrs, look it up. You can get their monthly magazine. It's, it's really amazing. Um, but we're reading it and we were broken at reading these stories because of these people are dying. They're getting murdered to get the Bible into people's hands. And we, and I'm talking about me too here. We <clears throat> have handfuls of Bibles in our homes and oftentimes they just collect dust and how grateful we should be to have the word of God at the access that we do. And what a sobering reality that for most of church history, people did not have their own Bibles. And in order to get it, people were dying to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just sobering something and that, sh- that should be very convicting for yeah. us. Um, so continuing on that, um, buying a study Bible, always a good one. Um, one thing that a- another just really helpful tip is to do a Bible reading plan. Um, there's many places that you can find these. But you can find a lot of different ones where it will actually, you know, one that one that my wife and I do uh, is a plan just to help you read through the whole Bible in a year. If you follow this plan, you'll read through the whole Bible in a year. And, you know, there's a lot of them that it'll cover different sections of the Bible. You can just read it front to back, stuff like that. But this is just something uh, that's really, really helpful. I find often for myself, like if I don't have a plan, then I'm going to really fail at execution. Like if I just tell myself, oh, I, I know that I need to read the Bible. I know that I need to read the Bible daily, but I don't have some sort of plan uh, to hold me accountable to that. I will often do it far less than I should, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yep. So finding a Bible, a good Bible reading plan. Um, if you're if you're interested, you can Google these and you'll find many. Um, I know ESV.org has a bunch of Bible reading plans. If you have a study Bible... Uh, it probably has a Bible reading plan in there. Mm-hmm. So those are those are just just things to think about. Um, also, you know, <clears throat> there's there's also just the importance of doing all of these things in community. Um, so not only hearing the word preached in community, talking about it, but even even studying the Bible in community is so important. So another another just great thing uh, it would be to join a Bible study. Um, you know, if, if you're if you're married, if you have children. Find a way to spend time reading the Bible with your wife and children, um, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, uh, you know, over a lifetime. That makes a huge, yeah. huge difference. James, you want to add anything? No, I think it's great. I just a few scriptures that, that came to mind. This pertains to reading and, and hearing the word. But in Revelation uh, chapter one, it actually says in verse three, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it. You actually are blessed by God by just reading the word of God, specifically Revelation. There's this promise, blessed of, of reading it aloud and hearing it. 
And in Matthew chapter four, Jesus is in the wilderness uh, being tempted by the devil. And he says, uh, Matthew four, verse four, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. And so in, in order to be sustained and live like eating and drinking water, we need to be consuming, reading and hearing and studying the word of God. Yeah. And, you know, here's just, here's just the, a great hope in this, but the more, the more that we do these things over time, like the, the more that the Bible will, uh, be understandable and, and be able, like, we'll be able to interpret it. Yeah. The more that we, the more that we hear it preached, um, the more that we read it ourselves, like the more it's going to make sense to us and the more it's going to affect our lives, yep. which is ultimately the goal. And, and the more that we are, we are going to love Christ and live for him because of that. Yep. So. Um, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the next one here. Why well, you inside that little note you have there? Uh, one resource you can use is biblicaltraining.org. Yeah, I was gonna cover that just in the next one. Ah, uh, shoot, my yeah. bad. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm still gonna get there though. Um, so the next one again is studying the word. Um, so not just like there can be a tendency when we read the word, um, and sometimes I do this, especially with the plan, but but just to simply read it to read it, um, but there is also just a great necessity to like read it, to study and to meditate on it and to think deeply about it. So uh, that's the one we're going to talk about now is studying the word. Now, as James mentioned, there are some really good resources to help us like know what the word is saying um, and to know what the word teaches yeah. as a whole. Cause when, when we look at the Bible, you know, we're not just looking at a, a collection of verses. We're looking at a unified story and a unified message. So what that means is that as we study the Bible, uh, like it is holding up for us true truth statements. It's holding up for us like real doctrine and theology that we can know. Uh, we, we can bring the Bible together and we can sort of summarize it into, into doctrine and theology, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Now, one resource just to help us to do that, like James mentioned, is a website called biblicaltraining.org. Um, on there, there is free classes uh, which teach theology from many different seminary professors. And like I said, they are, they are free. You can make a free account on there. Um, a few, a few good ones I would just recommend is if you want to, if you want to just look at the Bible as a whole, um, they have a few classes on there that, you know, like one that's a survey of the old Testament. So it just goes through the books of the old Testament, goes through the message of the old Testament. Um, and that is, I know we took that at RCI and it is extremely helpful. Yeah. Extremely helpful is by a guy named Miles Van Pelt, who's a professor at Reformed Theological Seminary, yeah. but just extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, even man, there is so much happening in the Bible. Uh, there is so much rich and deep and wonderful truths and things that are going on. And, and to, to be able to have access to teachers who study the Bible as a full time professional job. Yeah. Uh, can be very, very, very fruitful yeah. for us in the church. So just to take a step back here. So the difference between just reading God's word and, and then studying God's word is like the author and spiritual disciplines of the Christian life, uh, Donald Whitney says, the difference is when you study God's word versus reading is you have a pen and paper. You're taking time to slow down. And that's really what the heart of it is is you're taking time to slow down and digest the word uh, in a fashion that takes meditation, um, that's going to take time, um, 
to really digest the word of God. Yeah, I think that's that can be a big part of the reason why we're so biblically illiterate today yeah. is often we can't like we can read through the word um, glancing through it, but we fail to actually slow down and consider its implications or slow down to consider the things it's really teaching us slow down to consider the application that it needs to have in our lives. Yeah. That and makes so sense. yes, one of the biggest things we want to hit on in this episode is meditation. And I just have a kind of to that note, what you just said, Jackson. Uh, so this is a 1900 Scottish preacher. Uh, his name is Scotsman Morris Roberts. Uh, he says this, and this was almost a hundred years ago. Now our age has been sadly deficient in what may be termed spiritual greatness at the root of this modern disease of shall- is shallowness. We are all too impatient to meditate on the faith we pr- profess. It is not this busy skimming over religious books or the careless hastening through religious duties, which makes for a strong Christian faith. Rather, it is the unhurried meditation on gospel truth and the exposing of our minds to these truths that yields the fruit of sanctified character. And I want to make the defense today that meditation on the word of God is the missing link um, to just our spirituality and growing in Christ likeness and is the missing link between our reading of God's word, having it change our lives and rolling up into prayer to God. Yeah. And so do you have that definition of meditation from the book? Yeah, I can give Unless that you have a thought real quick. Yeah. Well, I think it might be helpful. I'm going to read this, but also just to think about like, James, if you want to answer, like, what does this actually look like in your life? Yeah. Maybe give the definition. But yeah, I'll, g- I'll give the definition and then we'll go into that. Um, so this is from Habits of Grace. Oh, actually, uh, this is funny. So it's from Habits of Grace, but he's quoting Donald Whitney, which oh. is the other book that we're doing. But anyway. LOL. Yep. Funny how that works. No, <laughs> Nobody has original <laughs> thoughts, apparently. Yeah. Not just us. Um, but here's his definition that he gives. Biblical, biblical meditation. I'm just going to say this too. Like when we say meditation, it's not like some uh, out, like super mystical, like spiritual thing. We're talking about just deep, deep thinking about these truths and chewing on them. All right, definition. Uh, Deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in Scripture for the purposes of understanding, application, and prayer. Deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in Scripture for the purposes of understanding, application, and prayer. I think that's a very helpful definition. Not some, you know, crazy, weird, mystical, spiritual thing, but taking the actual time to think deeply about the things of God. James, you want to talk about just what that might look like a little bit in your life? Yeah, so <clears throat> in this spiritual dis- discipline book that I've been reading, really just been growing in my conviction that, yeah, meditation is missing in my life and is is part of the reason that we can go to the Word in the morning and read for 20 minutes and you could ask me that night what I read this morning and I have no idea. Or we go to a church service on Sunday and someone asks you what you learn at church this morning and we have no idea is because we've we've consumed it And then that's it. We don't meditate. We don't digest on the truths we've heard, how it relates to our life. And so the first tip is just slowing down. When you're reading the Bible, and this can be the tendency for us, is we have a Bible reading plan. I want to get through it. I got to do it as fast as I can so I can check the box. But that's not the purpose uh, of getting into the Word. We want to slow down, digest, meditate on the Word of God, see how it applies to our life. The second one is just asking questions about the text. And this can even just look like a pen and paper. You're reading it. Oh man, I have no idea what this says, or I have a question about my life. Write it down, 
come back to it, think about it during the day, um, asking other questions about the task, like what are the applications in my life? How does this relate to the way I relate to my family? How does this relate to the way that I live at work? Asking hard level questions. Uh, fourthly, looking for the gospel in, in the text, whether you're in Deuteronomy or the book of Matthew, Jesus is everywhere figuring out how this text relates to the gospel and Jesus Christ. And then fifthly, and I think this is one that has really made it a huge difference in my life um, because the reality is most of us, we, we stink at prayer. We have a hard time praying for them to be heartfelt, to be disciplined in it. And I think a big lack in that is because we don't <clears throat> meditate on the word of God. So for me, something I've been doing in the morning with my, uh, morning just spiritual discipline of, of reading and, and praying and meditating is first before I open the Bible a short prayer to ask God to open my mind and my ears and, and my heart to what he has for me this morning in the word um, and then reading slowly meditating on the word of God leaving my Bible open and letting that flow into a time of prayer with the text in front of me praying through the specific text what God had spoken to me that day um, and petitioning particularly to what the text has to say and letting it um, be the structure or guide my prayer and that has just been extremely fruitful in my life so it looks like praying before I get into the word reading meditating digesting on the word studying it and letting that roll up into prayer and that has just been yeah huge for me yeah that's great I do think man if if we if we're reading a text properly, it should naturally f flow to prayer, either like yeah, praising, yeah, praising God, praising God for who he is, for what he's done. Um, or maybe just saying, you know, God, God help me in this, like seeing, looking at the word of God as a mirror to see what we ought to be and then asking for God's help, uh, to, to bring us there. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, meditation is going to really help with that. Um, you know, the last thing uh, I think we want to really touch here, you know, the, the the point of this being just to slow down and to not just like read the Bible quickly, but to think about it deeply. One of the best ways to do that is actually to memorize some scriptures. And that doesn't have to look like a lot, um, but this is one way for like the scriptures to really stick in your mind so that you also think about them throughout the day. Yeah, I feel like this is so head. foreign to us too. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, that's just to say, um, actually, you know, so much of the old Testament, like many of the Psalms and Proverbs, they were actually written for the purpose of memorization. Yeah. Like a lot of Psalms are, are written in the form of what's called an acrostic poem where it basically goes through the Hebrew alphabet and each successive letter begins the next line. And then the reason that they did that is because it made it easier for memorization and study. Now, one of the one of the huge blessings of having the Bible so abundantly is that we can we can look up things whenever we want. Um, but throughout history, people often didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And so they would memorize enormous amounts of scripture, sometimes entire books of the Bible. Yeah. What? And the, the human brain, <laughs> like we have so much of a higher capacity for memory then we realize and so much of that is because we just don't we don't utilize memory very much yeah i feel like the common excuse even in my own life is like oh, i just don't have a good memory and then you like ask me about some stupid movie and i'm like oh here's five quotes from that movie it's like <laughs> oh i do have the capacity to memorize yeah. 
Yeah. And that's probably a lot of us. So, or just the amount of song lyrics I've memorized. Yeah. Too, man. Insane. But anyway, um, another, yeah, that, that is so, so helpful and so important. I uh, just to, to find, you know, maybe it's a Psalm or, or, or to find Proverbs to memorize. Maybe it's, uh, certain sections in the new Testament, whatever it may be, but just finding verses to memorize is actually going to so much help you like think about the Bible throughout your day. Yeah, it'll it'll supply spiritual power against sin and Satan. Uh, Psalm one nineteen eleven says, "I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you." Mm-hmm. So it'll supply spiritual power against sin and Satan. It strengthens our faith. It prepares us for witnessing and counseling. If you're sharing the gospel with someone you want to share them God's word. And so having it written on your heart and even maybe a starting place for some of you is just memorizing um, gospel centered verses. So if you get in a gospel conversation and you're witnessing to some witnessing to someone, you can just rattle off these verses. God's word says this about this um, provides a means of, of God's guidance in our life. And like Jackson was just reiterating, it stimulates meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even man, it just reminds me of, uh, just, well, th- there's, there's been a couple of times, but spe- specifically one guy I know, um, he, <coughs> when I first met him, he didn't really know much about, about Christianity or anything like anything like that. But I remember just giving him like a verse that he memorized, which was second Corinthians five seventeen, which says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Mm-hmm. But this dude just like, I just remember he just chewing on this verse and had it memorized for such a long time. And now every time I talk to him, he's often like bringing up this verse really and it's probably been almost a year (coughs) since that first time but just growing and growing and growing as a christian but really like the start of that was memorizing just one gospel-centered verse Uh and just building on that that's so good i read in this this book recently and we're quoting it a lot so just know this is where most of the information is coming if you really want to dive into it uh it's those books we mentioned but he said this what if I offered you a thousand dollars for every verse you can memorize in the next seven days? Do you think your attitude towards scripture memory and your ability to memorize would improve? Any financial reward would be minimal when compared to the cumulative value of the treasure of God's word deposited within your mind. So convicting. And the reality is we, we have unbelief in our heart about what that says. We have unbelief that the word of God is more valuable than gold, very fine gold. The word of God is sweeter than honey. Uh, We oftentimes confess that with our mouth, but have a hard time believing in our heart. So God help us in that. But I just thought about, man, that's so convicting. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, practical tips for that. We we fail. Yeah. So practical tips, a couple of them. One, uh, I think the one that's been one of the best ones in my life is doing this with other people. You know, when we used to be on the football team, um, we had a group of guys that would memorize a verse from the Bible like every week yeah. and would actually like Some challenge, sections, and yeah. challenge and like uh, <coughs> test each other on it, which yeah. was, man, that was, that was a great time. I'm actually convicted right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. We got to get something going. Doing, doing something like that would be yeah. good. Um, so doing with other people is always good. Uh, there's also an, uh, an app out there, which is called Verses. Um, I think it's like a very cheap subscription. It's like $5 a year. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a very helpful like memory tool for the Bible. It'll, yeah. it'll give you like 
um, ways to interact with the verse and practice memorization with some helpful exercises on there. Yeah. Or just simply like something you can do. Okay. You have the Bible reading plan. You've read your verses this morning and there's a certain verse that's, that's really speaking to your soul. Get an index card, write it out, carry it around with you for the rest of the week or that day and, and do that. And within a year, you'll just be so surprised how many scriptures are then banked in your memory and God will use that in a time of need. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is that, that I think we'll probably wrap up the episode here. We probably went longer than, than we did, which is of course what we always do. Um, that's all right, man. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So that's, that, that is a lot that we just went through. Um, please take what is helpful. Uh, it, it may be difficult to do all those things, but please do take what is helpful. Yeah, I know for me, it could be like, I'm reading these books or learning new content. I'm like, okay, I totally need to change everything. Um, but oftentimes then nothing happens. And so picking up one or two or three things to be like, okay, this is a habit I'm going to start. This is what I'm going to practice. Um, and, and starting from there and letting it reform your life. And, and may I encourage you again, meditation if you can find ways to slowly grow your capacity to meditate on the word of God, I think all too often in the morning, um, which I hope you're reading the Bible in the morning or at, at least sometime during the day, but I really think in the morning is a great time. We gorge on, on the word and we, we have a feast for whatever 30 to an, to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour. And then the rest of the day we, we starve ourselves. So we want to find a way to be eating and drinking the word of God throughout the entire day. So we're not malnourished. Um, I think is a good way to think about it. So please, um, read more about meditation, take what we said here and learn how to meditate on the word of God. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll wrap it up at that. Uh, thank you guys for listening again. As we always, we always say, we do pray that this has been a blessing for you. Um, we really do pray that. Um, and we pray that you would be encouraged by this and uh, that these things would be helpful in your life. And we thank you guys for tuning in. We, we ask that you would please, uh, if you think this has been helpful, to leave a rating, possibly a comment, anything like that. It just helps with discoverability. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope you tune in again.